You've got three minutes to change your life. This is the sentence that Simon Cowell was using as words of encouragement to contestants by the time The X Factor had made its US debut in 2011. In the years prior, the show undeniably dominated the British charts, headlines, and social media, with episodes reaching over 17 million people, making it one of the highest-rated UK TV shows of the decade. From the contestants to the judging panel and presenters, there was a time when you couldn't turn on your TV, open a magazine, or scroll through your social media feed without seeing something X Factor related. After all, this is the show that launched the mammoth careers of One Direction and Little Mix, turned Caroline Flack into an ITV reality powerhouse, and cemented the status of judges like Cheryl and Talisa as permanent tabloid fixtures. Created by Cowell and his company Psycho Entertainment, X Factor originated in the UK to fill the gap left by axed singing competition Pop Idol. With its title referring to a star quality that you can't quite put your finger on, the show vows to take ordinary, everyday people to the top of the music industry. The franchise goes on to launch a plethora of international versions. To date, there have been a total of 193 winners worldwide. But what happened to the contestants who didn't get transformed from starry-eyed young hopefuls into multi-platinum pop stars? While it's notoriously difficult to sustain success after appearing on any reality show, it's even harder when crushed hopes and dreams aren't just a potential outcome of entering a singing contest, they're almost inevitable. For every rare appearance of a competitor praised as a superstar in the making, there were thousands of wannabes who were mocked, ridiculed, and in some cases, had their entire lives defined by an unsuccessful audition. But it was the show itself that would end up facing the most scrutiny, while allegations of everything from manipulative editing to fixing of votes would begin to fly like wildfire, X Factor's demise would ultimately boil down to its power to change someone's life in just three minutes, for better or for worse. Welcome to Cancelled. I'm your host, Leah, and this is the show where we look back at some of the biggest and most bizarre attempts to cancel people, corporations, and even countries. You may think the subjects of our very rigorous and academic study deserve public disdain. You may think it's all a gross injustice, but it doesn't matter because all of them were judged in the court of public opinion and ultimately cancelled. It's June 2020, as the pandemic rages on and a sense of uncertainty continues to sweep the globe. It's not just COVID-19 that's evoking a wide range of emotions in us all. The murder of George Floyd sparks worldwide outrage, leading to protests against racism and police brutality. With the Black Lives Matter movement gaining new momentum, countless black public figures take to social media to share their own personal experiences of racism and discrimination. While videos from former winners Leona Lewis and Little Mix's Leanne Pinnock largely focus on their respective post-X Factor lives, a video titled Live Your Truth, Brackets My Experience from former contestant Misha Bryan, better known as Misha B, who placed fourth on the show in 2011, contains countless accusations against X Factor's production team and judges, as well as some of Misha's fellow contestants. In an hour-long Instagram Live, Misha calls X Factor out for what she refers to as their, quote, corrupted agenda, end quote. Summing up her experience in a sentence, she says, quote, they created this narrative of me being overconfident because I'm black, end quote. Though initially considered a front runner, 
Misha's chances of X Factor glory came to a crashing halt during an on-air incident in which she was accused of bullying by judges Louis Walsh and Talisa, who suggested, quote, being so feisty can come across as mean, end quote. In her post, Misha says, quote, I know that I'm not the only one who has heard those words. Feisty, mean, these are common words people use to describe black women, end quote. In one particularly disturbing allegation, Misha claims that the production team concocted this bullying storyline weeks before her verbal smackdown from the panel, alleging that shortening her last name from Brian to B was to deliberately play on this narrative. After recounting various other incidents of mistreatment behind the scenes, Misha goes on to say that she began to think of ways to take her own life in order to, quote, end the pain, end quote. She also claims she was later diagnosed with PTSD due to her X Factor experience. As these revelations inevitably set social media ablaze, Talisa takes to her own Instagram to respond. Though she does say she's sorry for calling Misha out publicly, she also refers to the incident as a, quote, emotionally immature row, end quote, and claims suggesting that her actions are racist is, quote, ludicrous. While it's not the first time we've seen a half-hearted apology from a celebrity accused of reprehensible behavior, it's Talisa's lack of accountability that goes down like a lead balloon with Misha supporters. Meanwhile, X Factor scrambles to try and salvage its increasingly tarnished reputation. A spokesperson issues a statement saying, quote, we are very concerned to hear Misha's comments regarding her experience on the X Factor in 2011. We are currently looking into this matter and are reaching out to discuss the important issues she has raised, end quote. But the damage is already done. The floodgates have well and truly opened and a tsunami of scorned contestants are ready and waiting to take down Simon Cowell's once seemingly unstoppable creation. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. If these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Of course, this is not the first time the show has faced public backlash. X Factor has been criticized for staging scenes to manipulate vulnerable contestants right from its inception. It has long been reported that the first round X Factor audition sessions have been poorly organized, with attendees being forced to wait for hours in the cold with little information about when they'll be seen. Held in front of a production team who many view as unqualified to select successful contestants, it's even been alleged that some of these open auditions are simply an opportunity to get shots of large crowds rather than a serious attempt to find talented competitors. In multiple interviews, former contestant Kelly Northall says these tactics were used on her, claiming that despite arriving to her 2007 audition in the early hours of the morning, production crew played on her nerves by making her the day's very last audition and then goaded her into her now infamous rant in which she branded Simon Cowell as, quote, very, very harsh, end quote. When invited on the season four finale for a final performance with the worst contestants, Northall claims she was asked to purposely mess up 
as she was, quote, too good to be a bad audition, end quote. She also says the aftermath of her appearance led her to face continuous abuse in her hometown of Warsaw. Northall since moved to Wales and has never returned home. In what was possibly the most memorable first audition gone wrong, Amy Burdett, who appeared as Ariel, the holistic vocal coach in 2008, was branded as, quote, a complete and utter nightmare and the angriest woman in the world, end quote, by Cowell, after performing an academic construction to show the judges what her voice could do. Though the audition garnered over 17 million views on YouTube, Burdett faded into obscurity, with little known about what happened to her next. She hit the headlines again in November 2020, and she was found to have taken her own life, aged 38, in her Leeds home. Pathologist Dr. Lisa Barker told Wakefield's coroner's court that Ariel had died after a stab wound to her neck and drug toxicity. As the news broke, friend Andrew Smalling told the press that Ariel had struggled with demons for years, saying, quote, I think she regretted appearing on X Factor because she was actually a decent musician, and it sort of tainted her, end quote. While X Factor, of course, could not be held responsible for Ariel's suicide, in the court hearing into her death, we learned that Burdett had been diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Assistant coroner Sarah Watson even makes reference to a quote from Burdett's appearance, in which she ripped her audition label off and said, quote, I am not a number, I am a human being, end quote. As conversations surrounding mental health continue to advance, X Factor fans are appalled to learn about the apparent lack of duty of care given to these contestants. If the show truly can irrevocably change your life, who helps you deal with the consequences? Though former Little Mix member Jesse Nelson is now widely viewed as a problematic character due to being accused of blackfishing and cultural appropriation, her 2019 documentary Odd One Out sheds further light on X Factor's behind-the-scenes tactics. The film highlights the cyberbullying Nelson suffered during her time on the show and its effect on her mental health. It is implied that the X Factor production team used online trolling as a storyline for Nelson and encouraged her to cry on camera rather than allowing her to process her trauma privately. All of these continuously emerging revelations, paired with the fallout from Misha's story, allow a slew of finalists to finally speak out about the injustices they experienced during their time on the show. March 2021 sees a week of shock allegations from X Factor's 2010 runner-up, Rebecca Ferguson, who demands a parliamentary inquiry into the music industry. Ferguson issues a statement calling for a greater regulation to protect artists from bullying. She also says that agents and managers should face a tribunal if they mistreat an artist or employee. Ferguson begins a series of tweets by saying, quote, I was forced into a contract despite running away from the solicitor and insisting I did not want to sign, end quote. She goes on to claim calls to her children were limited, that she was told when she could eat and drink, and that if she collapsed due to extreme exhaustion, an ambulance would not be called. One of Ferguson's darkest allegations is that after losing a baby early on in her music career, she was, quote, forced to work through the heartache, end quote. Though she doesn't name those who she alleges to have exploited her, she was initially managed by Modest, an entertainment company that has represented a great number of X Factor alumni over the years. In April 2021, some of the show's most notable former contestants come forward to show solidarity with Rebecca and blast the series.
Irish duo Jedward lash out on Twitter, claiming to speak for those who can't use their voices due to contractual agreements. They write, quote, there's nothing modest about their previous management dictating their every move from relationships to how they live their own lives, end quote. Cher Lloyd, who was just 16 when she competed in 2010, posts a TikTok that goes viral in which she says, quote, X Factor sold me the dream just to exploit me, end quote. But the worst is yet to come. In an interview with The Sun, Katie Wasel claims she was sexually assaulted by one of the X Factor team at a luxury hotel in the US years after appearing on the show in 2010. Wasel, who was pregnant at the time, notes that she decided to not make a formal complaint, stating, quote, I've never spoken before as I thought I'd be blacklisted, end quote. Psycho released a statement saying they were made aware of Wasel's allegations in 2017. They claim to have immediately begun an investigation during which the accused was suspended. But a lack of evidence and Wasel's decision to not make a complaint means they're obliged to accept the accused's denial of the claims. So where does all of this leave the show that was once synonymous with bringing the whole family together on a Saturday night? 2019 sees the launch of X Factor Celebrity and X Factor The Band, two spin-off specials that act as a pale attempt to revitalize what has become a tired and cliched format. After this, the show is indefinitely paused. While it would be logistically impossible to make a series during peak COVID, it's even harder to imagine how X Factor could win over new viewers given all the mounting criticism and salacious headlines. The truth is, the public support for X Factor has been waning for the best part of a decade. After its peak in 2010, viewing figures fell by more than 50% over the next several years. At one time, sob stories could add to the competitors' chances of progressing in the contest. Now they are met with a collective eye roll from viewers tired of being emotionally manipulated into voting for the contestant who has faced the most hardship. As the public grows more savvy to reality TV not always being what it seems, the show's editing also comes under fire. Several tabloid newspapers allege the use of pitch correction to make some singers sound better than they actually are. ITV eventually admits to doing this, but claims that the contestants did not know that their voices had been altered. And as for X Factor's once impressive chart success, in 2009, DJ John Mortar and his wife Tracy launched a Facebook group encouraging enough people to buy Killing in the Name by Rage Against the Machine to prevent the X Factor winner's single from becoming the Christmas number one for the fifth year running. By the time we reach 2019, the show's dominance over the festive top spot is dead and gone. The most recent winner's single from X Factor Celebrity by Megan McKenna fails to chart. In July 2021, ITV announces that it has no current plans for another series. X Factor is quite literally cancelled and uses COVID as an excuse to bow out without any sort of retrospective send-off. Come March 2022, a documentary called Death on Daytime airs on Channel 4. The programme focuses on the death of Steve Diamond, who died by suicide shortly after appearing as a guest on ITV's The Jeremy Kyle Show. As the Jeremy Kyle production team are accused of exploitation and manipulation of society's most vulnerable, Kyle himself is heavily criticised for verbal abuse aimed at the show's guests, which we unpack in a previous episode of Cancelled. It's easy to argue that the exact same behaviour was rife throughout X Factor's entire history, but dressed up in a showbiz glitz, we were conditioned to believe that tearing people down was entertainment. 
As Rebecca Ferguson continues her campaign to demand major changes in the music industry and former contestants continue to come forward, a documentary where X Factor is put under the microscope once and for all seems unavoidable. It's time for X Factor to face the music and be held fully accountable for its hit rate. This episode was written by Rory Boyle. This is a Broccoli production.